0: What's happening everybody this is Jeremy otherwise known as UB1 Kenobi this is my glorious co-host Craig Dix what up the interrogators in <laughs> All interrogates
1: interrogate some
0: fools yeah you will all right so let's just jump right in uh, we wanted to take a look at a recent uh, interview that Fox 31 here in Colorado did between uh, two chairwomen Of Colorado's Democratic Party and of uh, the GOP And so we wanted to take a look at that and say, okay, well, let's look at that real quick We have uh, Christy Burton Brown, I believe is how you pronounce it And we have uh, Morgan Carroll, I was saying her last name is her first name She she must be cool, she has a first name as a last name Two first names Two first names, that's right Yeah, so we wanted to take a look at this Fox uh, 31 interview between the two of them. There was a clash about should the Democratic Party, and if they do choose, uh, as we'll see here in the interview, if they choose to actually make abortion their platform, Christy uh, Burton Brown was convinced that if they do so, they will in fact lose.
1: And then, yeah, the other gal.
0: Yeah. Was, Morgan. Yeah. Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. yeah. She Just was. Gal, she was all about it. Yeah. The other <laughs> gal. <laughs> yeah. See, the screen's
1: kind of blocked, right? So I can't. Yeah. Oh, it's Yeah. It's okay. <laughs>
0: it's my bad. It's all good.
1: That's how we got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But she was saying, yeah, that they, they, they're going to fight tooth and nail.
0: Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And so here, here's the here's the thing that's interesting. What, what we often hear from our brothers and sisters in Christ for those who are not really. <clears throat> Let me say politically motivated. If I can be generous,
1: that's being generous.
0: Yeah. Be nice. I'm being, I'm trying to be nice. I'm known for not typically being very nice, but I would say those who are not politically motivated, meaning that we actually can't really affect or impact change in society through politics. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. What I want what I want to show and demonstrate here today, and we've been doing a men's study, um, just a, a plug here, for Willem O'Neill's The World is Christ. It is a critique of two-kingdom theology. And we believe that one of the greatest flaws in two-kingdom theology is they're, they're seeing the governance of a society as something worldly, something not to be touched and not to be Common. involved in. It's, it's part of the common kingdom, right? The system that will ultimately fail and be done away with.
1: Yeah. That, that that's not gonna, it's not gonna be in heaven. Right.
0: Right. And where will heaven be? Some ethereal yeah. existence playing harps playing harps, like tearing around
1: Yeah, naked, <laughs> I guess. No, no. Where's I heaven knows, gonna so be? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where does scripture say heaven will be restored to one day?
1: Here, here on earth, on earth. Yeah. Yeah. And in, the new it, heavens
0: and new earth and it's the wicked that are removed. Right. Yeah. So when we think about that, we have to put into into context, what is the Christian's duty then? Uh, I love what Stephanie Luck said. Representative Stephanie Luck is a House of Representatives representative um, here in Colorado, and I had a wonderful opportunity to to speak to her at the last state assembly. And she said something which I thought was profound coming from people who don't necessarily share our view or convictions. She said, we are saved from something, which is... The wrath of God, from destruction to something, and that is to be a positive force, right? Of good in society, like you find in Scripture, to seek the welfare for your city and your community. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um,
1: saved from God, saved for God,
0: by to God. God, by God, by God, to God. Yeah, yeah. For God, for God, <laughs> yeah. it's all God. It's all God. Yeah, yeah. it's I all just all God, you guys. It's just all God. Yeah, and so when we think about um, what our responsibility is, then, as Christians in society, is we are to speak, and again, it's prophetically, and when I use the word prophetically, we're not talking about speaking of some future event. Fourth,
1: no. Foretelling? Foretelling. That'd be foretelling, exactly. yeah. Future Fourth event. Foretelling
0: is proclaiming faithfully and standing upon the truth of the word of God. That's our obligation. Amen. And so let's, let's take a look. Let's just dive into this interview here real quick, and let's see. One, I, I want look i am just happy like we have these kinds of conversations happening right now as we know the current political context is the potential possibility of overturning roe versus Wade. yep which what 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 have we seen happening in society ever since that's happened
1: uh chaos yeah crazy chaos
0: (laughs) but a tremendous opportunity to have conversations with people Oh, yeah. People are like openly discussing this right now, whereas before it was kind of like hush, hush. That's a yucky, icky thing. We don't talk about that. And so, you know, let's kind of let's kind of sweep that under the rug and not not spend time talking about that.
1: And now it's everywhere.
0: Oh, it's before, everywhere. Everything. Yeah. All, all the news stations. Oh, yeah. And it exploded with Dave Williams, 10, Bill 1079. And then yeah. that following bill, which we're going to look at a little bit today here when it comes to the Democratic Party's arguments um, for what life is and how they define it but it exploded in bill 1279 why and interesting enough i followed the debates the entire time for those who joined with me they knew uh mike mike our usual our one guy who follows us every and where's this guy yeah he's probably watching <laughs> dr white right now yeah <laughs> we should be doing this during dr white's live streams this is probably a bad move on our part uh, but it is what it is we are recording this and actually going to be up, uploading it to podcasts, so it's great um Uh, what i was going to say is uh because it has opened the 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 floor not only for debate but what what you can very clearly see is really how may i say and dare i say culturally speaking worship driven the two parties are and how polarized now the two parties are there may have been at some time and more so than ever yeah 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 and just look at look at the reactions from people just upset about roe v wade possibly being overturned right and look at how they're responding look at how they're responding right now in terms of like them you were telling me about them protesting out in front of uh, yeah kavanaugh's house kavanaugh's house it's messed yeah. up yeah
1: yeah all out in front of his house big old mob out there screaming yeah. and yelling i mean yeah, yeah the guy's a judge but he's also a um, you know a husband
0: right Has father, a family has <laughs>
1: kids there i mean and is it you know amy he, comey? He,
0: he doesn't live in dc is it barrett amy comey barrett yeah is that right. yeah She's the other conservative justice that they're also protesting. Yeah. What's up, the king of the staleritis? Man, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys. So, buddy. For all the others viewing right now, we are going to dive in uh, to Chairwoman Christy Brown's Standing Up for Life on Fox 31 interview uh, that she is contesting with Morgan Carroll. So, Morgan Carroll is there on the left uh, of the interviewer, and uh, Christy. Burton Brown is on the right. She is the GOP chairwoman and the the gal on the left, Morgan Carroll, is the uh, chairwoman of the Democratic Party here in Colorado. So let's dive into this. Let's take a look at what they have to say. And then, guys, what we're going to do is we're just going to we're going to process what they say and we're going to then we're going to basically pause it and just kind of work on maybe what are the arguments that, that we're hearing, okay? Is there anything out there that like we're maybe not familiar with? Is there anything new that maybe we should take into special consideration? And then what we want to ask is the hard question is how do we respond? How do we stand up for life biblically, first of all? And then what are, what are the, the fundamental rights that we possess? Where do those come from? Because that seems to be the foundation of most of these arguments. Right. Okay. So let's, let's take a look at this. Let's just dive right in. I should probably pause our music. There we go. Let's crank this up. Let's rock and roll.
2: Point of view on the future of abortion rights here in our state. Joining Hopefully everybody morning, can hear okay. Of both major parties, Colorado GOP chair Christy Burton-Brown and the Colorado Democrats chair, former state senator Morgan Carroll. Good morning to both of you. Thank you so much for being here. You've had a couple of days to de- to digest what appears to be a very distinct possibility that Roe v. Wade could get overturned this summer. Christy, starting with you, a quick reaction to it.
3: Sure. I mean, this is something that pro-lifers have waited for for decades. We have waited to see every child protected in love and in law. So certainly, there's a lot of celebration from pro-lifers that not only can children be protected, we can support women, too, and we can do it both together. Um, I think here in Colorado, we face the most extreme abortion law in the nation, where children could be aborted until the day of birth. And that's very troubling for most people across the state that our yeah. laws are so extreme and that Jared Polis and the Democrat Party has supported that.
2: I'm um, Sure, sure we, have. What's your reaction to the leak and the potential that Roe v. Wade could get overturned in a few months?
3: Look, I think
4: they just dropped a bomb on the Supreme Court. I think it undermines the legitimacy of the Supreme Court. And what's really being overturned here is a basic question of whether women are free and equal citizens of the United States of America.
0: The okay, I need to pause right there. Free. Okay. Cool. So, so one thing that's really interesting, what I what I'd like to touch on is what um, Christy brought up, which that we feel children need to be um, protected in love and in law. I like that statement. Yeah, yeah. I actually Absolutely. looked up. She's actually a uh, a licensed lawyer in California. Yeah,
1: in she mentioned that California.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, she's actually written quite a few articles on it. She
1: California is a
0: California. She's okay. licensed in California. But gotcha. Yeah, um, but one thing, so I kind of did some research on Chrissy. She's actually written quite a few uh, position papers on the pro-life movement, and they definitely come more from the incrementalist standpoint. Okay. Um, but what I love what she said here is that children should be protected in love and in law, which is really interesting.
1: And we'd probably say, yeah, yeah I mean, if, you, if you love somebody. You protect them. You protect them, and the law is going to express that.
0: Right, mm-hmm.
1: We we look at laws, the law, especially biblical law, of course, is God's righteous character on display. Yeah, that's you a good know? way of putting it. Yeah,
0: yep. codified to man. Yeah, another good way of putting it.
1: Reading the Puritans, You're, you're wordsmithing right now. Yeah. Right, dude, that's
0: great. <laughs> yeah, so when you think about, okay, um, in its simplest form, we can understand God's law as expressed perfectly according to the way Jesus said. Really, when he commended... Um, what was it? The rich young ruler uh, for accurately interpreting the law, which is to love God, to love your neighbor. Right. Yeah. So it's, you know, go now, go and do that. So everything that you have and go and do it now. Right. <laughs> right. Now the, the thing is, is that um, Jesus also went, went and say that all of the law, the writings and the prophets, they they're summarized this way. And the full expression of the law, the prophets and the writings are summarized in loving God and loving our neighbor. And so, the expression of god's law as people might have a really difficult time with this is we are going to now take that one step further into the practical realm which is the civic realm the, the governmental realm and we're going to say this is your obligation as representative of, of ours in right. the governing r- sphere and you're to make laws that acknowledge this right principle
1: because it's out of love it's, it's right. love it's, it's fulfilling the most loving Romans thing we can Romans do. 13
0: right right now let's look at let me just reverse here let's look at what carol just or morgan said could get overturned in a few months
4: look i think they just dropped a bomb on the supreme court i think it undermines the legitimacy of the supreme court and what's really being overturned here is a basic question of whether women are free and equal citizens of the united states of america the pri- now
0: now why okay Why would she say that? Are women not free and equal citizens in the United States of America?
1: According to her, free and equal equals kill your baby.
0: Having the ability to take the life of your child. Because men
1: don't have children. Right. Therefore, if you're going to be free and equal, then just like men, somehow there's some sort of um, equivocation there, right? But men and women aren't the same. Right. Men can't have babies. Sorry, guys. (laughs) They can't. Yeah. Men men dudes bros can't have children yeah. they can't we don't bleed apparently right unless you get cut with a knife or something like that then you know you can
0: get right. some blood so why would she say this is really interesting to me and this came up often in bill 1279 the arguments right that women want to be seen as equals in society are they not right now particularly in america right why does this have to be a designation that we stand upon in order to for women to be equal. Insane. Yeah. Why does abortion have to be something that a women, women must be able to have in order to be considered an equal citizen in America. And, and with when I, and now I say equality held in equal standards to both men, you know, with men.
1: Yeah. It totally flattens the male and female distinction, mm-hmm. right? There's zero connection with being image bearers of God.
4: It's probably fair you to
1: say that it's,
0: it's an androgynous view.
1: Right. Yeah, you see these, like, I've been watching, you know, a couple shows on on Hulu, and like the, some of the commercials, like, oh, my gosh, what is that? A guy, a girl, I don't
0: even know. Androgynous. And I'm like, this is freaking gross. They intentionally want to move away from it. Right. And so they're saying, this is an equal rights issue. So it's interesting. Now, now mark that. Remember this. Because within equal rights, what is the, and this is the question that we posed in the, in the, in the uh, description, what is, what is equal rights based on? Well, fundamental rights. Right. And what are those fundamental rights recognized and acknowledged as endowed by our creator? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of property. I like that original version, not pursuit of happiness. Because happiness, people can have great joy and happiness killing people. Property
1: is happiness, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> it is
0: happy. But it, it's, it's to say that there's something that we own. There's an ownership element to it. Right. Happiness is subjective. Pro- property is real. That's why it's called right. real estate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So anybody could make the happiness argument, and then we're all over the place with what kind of yeah. happiness ought to be protected.
1: It means whatever somebody wants it to mean. I mean, if you I, divorced from God. That's
0: why I hate that term. Right. I, I really do. I would rather see pursuit of property because let's just look, for example, I mean, it's really, it's really convenient the government removed that, amended that, changed that to the pursuit of happiness, because what do we have with our property that makes it not truly our own? We don't really own it. Property tax. Property tax. Right. Which is messed up.
1: That property tax, they'll they'll, they'll always say is for schools. It's for the government children. rent,
0: bro. All of that, right? I have to rent the land that my house is on from the government. Right. And if I don't pay that, they take my house. Yep. And come and come and gank you. And it's not like they're taking the house like uh brother Rob said this that uh he said it's not like they come take the house and like, you know, sell it and then try to get what the what taxes they were missing, you know, they weren't paid. They keep your house. They keep your whole thing the whole right.
1: thing equity and everything.
0: all doesn't matter yeah you fail to pay that they're taking your house from you right yeah so it's co-ers. totally messed up it is it's messed up so pursuit of property i mean total tangent but i mean yeah. i think it's really important in this what we're talking about is there's certain fundamental rights that and again let me, let me throw this out to you you know something i've been kicking around and i'm curious to hear your thoughts on it what Derives Why you fundamental me rights. You put me in the spot, no, you got this, bro. What, <laughs> uh, you totally got this. I, I just I mean, this maybe. Is like, it's an open conversation. <laughs> yeah. What what derives fundamental rights? Is it, comes it from comes Is from it God. a piece of paper, bro? No. A constitution?
1: Because some man
0: says something some or dude. a group of men? Exactly. See, or or a group of this.
1: men with bigger guns. See, I knew you got this. Yeah. yeah. No. Comes from God.
0: Right. It has yeah. to. And yeah. that's actually where our constitution acknowledges that. It's a shame that it didn't take it a step further and say that all things are to the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah, all things fall under his lordship, his kingship. Um, that would have been pretty extreme, right, for them to say that.
1: No. Because he had some dudes who were there, you know, they kind of had some jacked up views. Still. Yeah, still do. Still, yep. Yeah, but loved, loved Christianity. Loved
0: it. Loved, loved the, world the idea view.
1: of Christianity and the worldview of it. Loved the benefits of it. Yep. Jefferson, Adams, yep. those guys, they all did some varying views.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so when you think about, um, sorry, I had the chat covered up, guys. What's up, the official GamerX Good to see you, brother. What up? Yeah, good to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. So um, back to the fundamental rights. If fundamental rights are not something that we, as you, you brought up, a consensus, it's not something that a population and those who have the bigger guns decide. Right. Then we're having a conversation about fundamental rights here. She's talking about this equality, this definition of equality that Morgan's bringing up here. To her, in her mind, is a fundamental right that is being revoked and taken away from. Right. Next question. Is Morgan a Christian? Probably not. I would love to interview you, bro. Yeah. We should. <laughs> Let's see if we can get her on the horn. Let's get her. Yeah, we should. Try to see it. Hey, Chris, Morgan, if you're going to listen to this in the future, we would love to, to uh, chat with you because we would like to know where you believe fundamental rights come from. Where they derive from. Uh, because if you're not a christian or you might even be a professed christian who knows there's a lot of weirdos out there who believe they should be able to kill their children and also somehow profess christ as their lord and savior right weird totally weird and you'll see why here in a minute um but if fundamental rights don't come from some ultimate authority god our creator exactly transcendent then where do they come from and then do they just get are they fluid do they just get to change Right. Over time, like whatever's convenient for us. Like my happiness is now this, I get to rape people. Cause that's what I like to do. Right. Rape them and gank their stuff and kill them. Cause take their, take their shoes, dude. Cause my, how dare you, you say, some those are mine that my ultimate yeah. happiness doesn't override to, their pain to make you happy. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy. This makes me thoroughly happy. Right. How dare you say <laughs> I can't do that. When you right. think about that. Right. So that's where that's a, you know, the pursuit of happiness is a slippery slope. I've always hated that language. So, um, <laughs> why are you guys relying on enlightenment philosophical rights rights are not found in the Word of God moral duties are oh it's interesting uh, that that's not true Mike but I love your thoughts I, I do um, why because a right to life is absolutely found in the Word of God what where do we find that let's go back to Noah just read this with my kids this morning Noah Genesis chapter 9 what does he tell Noah as they're exiting the the, the ark, and he's establishing a vineyard, getting hammered, and sketchy things are happening. <laughs> getting hammered. What does he say? Yeah, he says to him, hey, if a man sheds the blood of another man, his life would be required of him. Why? Because he bears the image of God. So that is a fundamental right, and that is a moral duty. Fundamental rights, Mike, are moral duties. And so there's no enlightenment philosophy happening here, but we are definitely doing philosophy.
1: It's 100% tied to being image bearers. Yep. Right, because in, in, they bear because God's we're image. image. Yeah, because we're, we're, we're image bearers. That's right.
0: They have a right to life. Do do you agree or disagree, Mike? Rights are Enlightenment deism, see Locke, the Great Awakening preachers all surmised against it. Well, I I hear what you're saying, bro, and I'm not saying that this concept of rights couldn't been you know come from Enlightenment type uh, deistic philosophy for sure. Right, certainly it's been twisted, but bro, for sure. it's a reality, biblical reality. So, I mean, I can't be accused of enlightenment philosophy when I'm strictly speaking against it right now. Like, I don't 100% right. agree with Locke. I'm not a deist. And I'm going to go ahead and Christianize that language and say, absolutely, there's rights. There are fundamental rights that are endowed by our creator, despite whether or not that might even have been a deistic stance or position that it right. came from. It's true.
1: Yeah, fundamental rights is, is loving God and loving your neighbor. Yeah. Loving you your neighbor right as yourself. There's a fundamental... Imago Dei, you know, image bearers made in the image of God. That's the Latin, right? And and by virtue of being image bearers, we must bear God's image and bear God's bear God's ways. Coram Deo, you know, as as the you know called Christians in the first uh, first in the Book of Acts, right, is where Christian came from. Many many Christ's, Mm -hmm. you know, we'd be like our Master.
0: No, you're right, Mike. He was he was a Deist, hundred percent. Um, that doesn't negate. Yeah. That
1: Jefferson. The, absolutely. Yep. That yeah, was the lane stuff lately.
0: It doesn't negate that the language though used is true.
1: Yeah, they they still, they they definitely borrowed from the Christian worldview. Absolutely. You know, they did not want to divorce themselves from the Christian worldview as a whole. Yes, they did, you know, pollute. And as Jeremy mentioned earlier, they should have, you know, mentioned, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ specifically. As king overall. As king, yeah, overall. The triune God. I mean, very biblical language. I think they they definitely failed on for sure.
0: Well, they probably capitulated as as Mike's sharing. It was probably something that they... Uh, came to an agreement upon like okay well here we'll put this language in there to you know not be offensive which is a capitulation right i think it was
1: jefferson that that that, uh you know totally just disagreed with any any of the supernatural Mm. let's use that language if you will yeah you know which i would say probably not so ordinary acts of god if you will but yeah the supernatural sort of things um yeah some varying views there i know we're going off yeah Engineer.
0: Hey, yeah, Mike, you raised some really good points uh, and love to address those. So we'll just answer this one last thing. Did the sidestepping Jews in the parable of the good Samaritan have a right to help or the duty? So the the good Samaritan had a right to have his brothers help him, which was their moral duty.
1: It's a good way to put it.
0: Do you see what I'm saying? It was, yeah. it was his right to, to demand them to help him. Right. Get God-given right. And I would say, you know, we, we might not like semantic the language, but I'm just trying to get at the underlying principles that that we're, we're standing upon here. What, what you're going to see here, if you've just joined us, is Morgan Carroll is going to argue about equal rights to bring it back here, right? To, to rein us back in. Full circle. Yeah. But think about it. Like she's saying, she is demanding this <laughs> fundamental equal right. And fundamental rights, when we say rights uh, or moral duties, we can use that interchangeably because a right is, a, I would say, a moral duty, right? We have a right before God to glorify God in all things that we do. It, it's, a. I like responsibility better. I think that's where he's getting the moral duty language from. We have a response, Joe Boot, to quote him, uh, we have been given by virtue of being made in God's image a response ability. We can actually Responding. respond to God to yeah. God, right? And we're yeah. we're called to respond to God as Mike I think you're getting at. Uh, we have a moral duty to respond to God as a reflection, a reflector of his character, which is what we were talking about earlier about. Right. Right? Reflecting God's law, his moral character. We are to we are to image God everywhere in the world toward one another, toward created order and toward him. Yeah. <clears throat> so, let's keep going on here. I just want Faux Shizzle. If we were to press you know, if I had one if I had one opportunity to speak to her I would press her hard on where she thinks those come from. Of course. And why they're... Go go pre-sub. And why are they necessary in her view of of reality, in her world and life view.
4: Privacy decisions that's underneath it. There is no decision in someone's life that could be more personal and more intimate and more basic to the basic freedoms we have in this country. So I think for two-thirds of the state that is strongly pro-choice, people are devastated.
0: I don't know where she gets that stuff from.
4: ...stated. And they're watching their rights being attacked and go backwards, and they're wondering where it stops.
0: Okay. Okay, they're they're seeing rights going backwards. Basically, we're moving back into an archaic period, a barbaric period, where women had less rights than men did. It's that kind of language, right? And then what else are we hearing there? This is not what the people want.
1: Right. right?
0: So what? (laughs) Yeah.
1: So the mob wants your house. Yeah, dude. Now what? Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, that's really what they want. It's like James Madison. Two thirds said, hey, of the mob. We really let everybody vote. Right? He's like, I don't know, man, because if you let everybody vote <laughs> and they don't own property, yeah. they're going to want what you have.
0: Yeah. Mike, we do have a right to defend our family. Absolutely. That's something a government should uphold, that right to defend your family. And you also possess the moral duty to do it. And it's a, it is sinful to not uphold your moral duty and it's sinful to not defend that right for other families to be able to do so. Is that fair? I
1: agree. You yeah, see what I'm
0: saying? Absolutely. So I would say Greg has a right, and I'm going to defend Greg's right to defend his family. He has that fundamentally essential right. That's his right. And that is my, that is my right. It's a God-given even, right. even
1: Well, God-given and according to law.
0: And it so, should be law. Right. And I'm going to do everything I can to encourage that right um, by virtue of voting for those who want to uphold the same.
1: Because it's loving my neighbor, yeah. And so it's you, have, you have the Sixth Commandment, you know, you shall not murder, not yeah. kill, murder. And the positive side of that is protecting life. Yeah. Right? If somebody comes into my home, I need to protect the lives of my family. That's right. It's Especially.
0: It's a moral duty.
1: It's a moral duty, yeah, exactly. Especially, I mean, if it was at nighttime, hey, man, I'm pulling the trigger. I'm not asking questions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and even in even in in the, in the in biblical law there makes a distinction, you know, in terms of somebody comes in at night versus the day, right? Mm-hmm. So getting into the nitty gritty there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think we need to be careful not to get too hung up on semantics. Right. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Not to say that words aren't important uh, and definitions of words are, but I'm just going to look, let's just look at what right is according to the dictionary real quick. Uh, Number, the first on, on right is in accordance with what is good, proper, or just, which is the same thing as saying moral duty. So in it's, it's in accordance with good, proper, it's doing the right thing okay um it could be in conformity with a fact reason truth or some standard or principle um correct in judgment opinion or action um
1: and of course we know all those terms are filtered yeah. through worldviews, mm-hmm. right what is good yeah what is right what is a fact
0: yeah right? yeah and so uh okay Mike, dude, he wants to go after it right now. At what point in the time in time does anything in the Constitution hold people accountable for what, for not exercising their rights? It's not that's not the point. The point of the Constitution is that they have God given rights that need to be upheld and preserved. It, it's fundamental to our existence, and so those things need to be upheld. And when those things are violated, that's when the law must come in and uphold them. Is that helpful? That's fair. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like for instance, I'm not breaking the law by not exercising my First Amendment rights. It's just something that already exists by virtue of my existence. And then when it, when necessary, I exercise it. And when not, like I'm, I don't need to defend my family right now. Right. But if I needed to, I have the right to do so. Where is God in the Constitution? Well, it's not. It's, it's the, the word God is not used. It's creator inalienable rights endowed by our creator. So those, which we
1: would maintain. So there's only one creator.
0: Yeah. Even though that might've been a deistic term, right? We have one creator that yeah. God, God calls himself the creator. Genesis chapter one describes him as the creator. Yep. Yeah. And so, and he has endowed us with inalienable rights. The Bible rights.
1: is where that language is originated from. It's originated from Even if it's been that. polluted and mutated. Yeah you know, the course of time through these various philosophical,
0: views. The inalienableness of it, right? Like the King of the Stellaritis is bringing up. The inalienable factor of it is it's fundamental to who we are and what we are. It's it's by necessity uh, essential to our existence. If that's a fair way of explaining it. So we say a right, we should have rights to certain things based on the fact that we're made in God's image. Yeah. We should have a right to say things publicly not be censored uh we should have a right to um speak publicly without censorship we should have a right to gather peaceably and assemble peaceably as a worshipers think of all these different rights oh the declaration of independence that's right my apologies um yeah so when you think about the two go hand in hand though those are two founding documents and you're right mike that's my bad my bad you're correct. Um, but anyway, we can, we're can. we getting sidetracked. We need to jump back into this. We have uh, a few minutes to go. But I want you guys to focus on that. So she's talking about things that are fundamental to her existence, whether you want to call them rights or not. She's saying we as a society have a moral obligation to uphold these things and to give these and allow these things to happen. And if we don't, we are an inequitable society. And when you think
1: about, it, guys, is, is these sorts of statements, they're not just like, you know thin air sort of hey this 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 is what it is this is coming from a particular world view this woman has a particular world view we have a particular world view we all we all have you know like like when neil puts it in the, the book you know world is christ you know we all, we all have a, a ground motive yeah that we're operating from yep you know we're all we're all using presuppositions you know what is good what is right what is a right you know who's the creator like we're talking about right yeah um yeah, these things matter. So this woman has a particular worldview, which I'm like, you're saying, I'm curious to know what that is. Yeah. You know, where is she coming from?
0: I'd imagine it's atheism. Yeah, I, I, just, I, would, I would think just so. just well. having heard this interview uh, a couple of times now, but let, let's check. Let's go
2: on that. note, we know the governor signed the reproductive health equity act that basically guarantees according to law here in Colorado, a woman's right to an abortion. It does not amend the constitution though, which would basically make that stronger. Do you Democrats have any plans to try to put that on the ballot say come 2024?
0: Okay. So why is that important? This was actually brought up by Stephanie Luck during the debates for on bill 1279. Okay. And one of the, uh, oppositional arguments that she offered, which I thought was probably one of the most powerful arguments. If you believe that this is truly a fundamental right, then why are we just putting um, statutory law out, right? Which can be overturned by the next um, group that that follow us, right? Because the seats turn every, you know, two to four years, right? So then if there's, if you really believe that this is a fundamental right that women should have, and when we speak of things like fundamental rights, we need to work then not to just offer this temporal statutory law, but we need to work toward amending the constitution, which is, I believe that's where that constitution or that question came from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Ra- you're exactly right, bro. We, the people it's, we, the people uh, are the gods. It's the voice of the people. Yeah. Um, vox
1: was a vox populi vox day
0: yeah vox populi the voice of people's voice of god is the voice of god exactly yeah look at all your latin tonight Just dropping latin bombs <laughs> right, love it yeah yeah no you're you're exactly right um I, and that would be one of my criticisms of the constitution you're exactly right mike uh, I agree with you 100% there. Um, just so that those listeners who cannot read what he said, he says, we the people, quoting uh, the Constitution, ordain and establish. He said that's Lockean. And my point is that if they are people uh, and there is no authority above them, then they are free to define the terms in their own image, which is 100% correct. It's, again, doing what's right in their own eyes, which we find all throughout Scripture is being condemned. It's, it, it, it is actual reason, I think, for the fall. It's why, why the fall happened. It's when Adam and Eve, you know, questioned with Satan, "Did God really say?" Right. And then it's I get to I get to determine uh, the good and evil uh, on my own.
1: Then you have the theology of your boy Lamech.
0: Lamech, dude, the theology of Lamech. (laughs) Lamech's (laughs) like, "Yep, seven
1: wives." Yeah, got him. This, This kid. Yeah, he bruised my foot. Therefore, I killed him.
0: Right, and, the, she, and that made me happy. She, uh, Morgan, here is a descendant of L- theology of Lamech. She is. Child sacrifice is a direct derivative of the theology of Lamech. So let's just let's look at how 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 does she answer? Should this be made constitutional? Again, Stephanie Luck brought this point up that if you believe this is truly a fundamental right that women should have, then why are we giving you know why are we working towards implementing a statutory law and not amending the constitution? Right. Such a huge point.
4: Well, I think our plan is to try and secure these basic rights, whether it's contraception, abortion, personal life and health care decisions in the state and across the country. And if that requires, um, I mean, we're about as strong as we can be in the state, but of course, statutes can be changed. I worry about the rights of women in the United States of America across the board.
0: I'm. Did you hear that? She recognized and acknowledged that statutes can be changed. Is she answering the question right now? No, she worries about what she's going to go on some diatribe, dude, about women's rights, right? Listen, so should be a constitution. issue. To live in a
4: state with a democratic majority that respects women as full, equal people capable of making their own decisions. And we might be able to go further about enshrining it in the Constitution. The state is overwhelmingly pro-choice and would pass it. But that, when you're talking about a fundamental liberty of what it means to be an American under this Constitution, the fact that only some women in some states have full equality and protection, and others do not, is appalling.
2: That's said,
0: uh- Okay. <laughs> Why appalling according to whom? According to murderers. Okay, bro, like she, she just said over, okay, use words like two-thirds of our population. Our population is overwhelmingly Democratic. Yeah, maybe in Denver and Boulder. Right, everywhere else, nah, no, no. So. What the heck is she talking about, bro? Right, this is the same issue that the California has right now. You go to California, everybody thinks, oh, all Californians are the same, a bunch of Democrat yeah. weirdo progressives. You go to Northern California, you guys, you get people
1: out there, man, way north, they're do they they ain't even Californians to me, bro. The, the, they, there are so places different. in California yeah. that
0: literally want to secede, counties right. that want to be separate. Uh, here, case in point, San Diego County, Southern California. Most people think. Oh, yeah, they got to be rabid liberals. No, no, they're one of the most conservative counties. Are they really? In California, they hate wow. they hate the direction that they are basically being governed by.
1: San Bernardino County is the most conservative is the in, most. in California, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. So when you think about, like, wait a second, bro, like, not all Californians are equal. Most of your hardworking families, your ranchers, most of these people, bro, who really keep California alive are the ones who... Are, they're staunchly conservative, but they, their voice is absolutely muted by major urban areas. Oh yeah, yeah. The urban, the urbanites are the ones that typically lean more towards democratic and progressive. And, and
1: this is exactly. I don't want to get, get off on a rabbit trail. This there is exactly good. why they want to get rid of the, um,
0: the vote. The They want to make the popular vote. Get rid of the electoral college. Electoral college. Yeah.
1: I had college in my mind. I'm yeah. like, but there's a word in front of that. That's right. Yeah. The electoral college. Electoral college.
0: college yeah. Guys, do do your homework studied out the electoral college is what gives the minority groups the voice
1: yeah if it's just straight population then you have you know Mm -hmm. these these centers these you know big cities la you know austin texas right houston potentially new york and 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 then what's what are these candidates going to do they're only going to go to these particular particular areas Mm -hmm. they're going to neglect the rest of the country like our state
0: is being entirely neglected right now by polis right the assumption is that we all are in somehow in agreement with morgan and polis right that they bro. we overwhelmingly think and i'm like i want christians to hear this guys this is the kind of stuff that makes me f- mad bro I, I get frustrated when i hear stuff like that i'm like you don't represent me and i guarantee you look if christian organizations heard this like compassion international um think of some like focus af- focus on the family uh um, navigators uh we have major christian l- recording labels here we have uh, massive churches like here in the Springs, here in the Springs alone, yep. but also in Denver, bro. They do not. They, there is a massive population of silent Christians on this issue, yep. and these Sad. are the people, guys. The, the the reason she can say that right now, and and like have some conviction behind it, like like it's actually true. And guys, this is what we heard over and over and over in the debates against ten seventy nine, Dave Williamsville, and then for twelve seventy nine. Right? Why? Because like people, th- dude, this is what people want. No, no, that's not true. It definitely doesn't represent my values. Right? right? You know. So the silent majority is it, staying silent. It's they're absolutely silent on the issue because why? That's an icky issue that's gonna be that, that's gonna be done away with in the world. That that's gonna go. That's gonna all burn up anyway. No, no reason in, you know, rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. Right? It's going down, bro. We love our neighbors. Come come Jesus we're gonna, come. we're
1: gonna love our neighbors that can't speak for themselves. That's exactly right right
0: okay so do they really represent you christians come on i want to hear it i want to hear it bro put your comments in the comment section below do these two thirds the state is that true bold statement that's a huge statement well the majority overwhelmingly right i mean bro the overwhelming majority i think is what she said anyway let's go And I say this
2: respectfully, the justices, including Alito, wrote in there that there is no fundamental right to this and there's no history of it. And he made a number of quotes about that in the draft. How do you respond to that? And how do you even try to go about, um, I guess, going after that or potentially changing it in the future if this holds?
4: It is a fundamental right. With this decision, they have opened the door to criminalizing women for their biology.
0: Bro, that's so annoying when people say that criminalizing women.
1: women for their biology for
0: their by bio- all what the heck is that
1: well uh, according to their party it's like well what's a woman how can they you can't even say? define a woman you can't even
0: say lady <laughs> yeah but, I mean, think about how confusing this up. is it's okay for me to say statements like this but i guarantee you pin her down you say and, and actually i think someone in the comment section says that hold on a second they say that yeah yeah here it goes look at it. can morgan carroll define what a woman is does she even realize that she, that she has innocent blood on her hands and will be held accountable? Uh, I support banning abortion. Go Christy Burton Brown, right? But can she even define what a woman is? Probably not. No, of course not. When pressed? Yeah, she'd be like, well, actually, I'm not qualified to. Yeah, because you know. you're going to get punked
1: by totally. your party. Totally, and right. they're going to kick you out, and they're going to take your position. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she won't be to That's what happens. Woman, that's for sure. Well, onward we go.
4: There is no other set of facts where there's a crime in the United States of America that only applies to one gender.
0: Hmm. And if
4: I can't control what happens to me and my life and my body...
0: I don't know that that's true. What she just said. Yeah, I
1: know. I thought about that earlier.
0: Yeah. Is there only... So, only applies to one gender?
1: And then I got stuck working yeah. and I had to stop thinking about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> in this case, like, it, it, it does. It, it actually it th- this isn't confined to one gender because um you're not the woman is not being uh so she'll she'll talk about forced pregnancy and these kinds of things right um it's not the crime itself isn't against women it's a, it's against killing innocent children right and women happen to be the ones that get pregnant and carry these innocent unborn children right so the crime itself isn't like no it's just because you're a woman well only women biologically happen to be able to carry children and men you guys listen men should be held responsible, responsible to this too well they they right? would be you know they'd be an accomplice. accomplice right exactly I
1: mean abortion is is the premeditated killing murder of a preborn innocent of pre innocent human beings developing in the wombs of their mothers with malice aforethought mm-hmm right so the the man would be an accomplice to that murder Yeah. You know, I mean, if we're going to be fair and, and, hold a, and hold a, you know, fully orbed, you know, Christian worldview, yeah. that's how we treat that. And, that's, and I, think I think that's right.
0: Yeah. So, again, we, we want to say um, that it's not about criminalizing a gender, forcing them to carry a child. It's we understand that pregnancy is the result of sexual activity. Right. And because we hold a view of humanity in general, people, what people are, we have a, we have a view of personhood that's biblical that because people are people from the moment of conception, that it should be illegal to take the life of any image bearer from the point of conception on, Right. No matter what stage of development. I mean, like
1: you said, sexuality, right. And so having sex, right. That's that's how babies are made. You know, the simple conversation with the kids, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They get blown away. Right. What? Yeah. this, This is how this works. Yeah. Sex kids. The Bible has a lot to say about sex, right? You know, there's a whole list, you know, go, go to the book of Galatians, you know, fornicators, right? drunkards, adulterers, revilers, blah, 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 and you know, the whole list goes on. If you practice these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God.
0: Yeah, and then there are some sexual activities that are considered abominations inside of God. Right. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah.
0: Things that are done outside of marriage, really.
1: Further, further perversion.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the structural, um, the creative structure that God has ordained and anything outside of that is in his eyes of abomination
1: fire is great in your fireplace right that's right but fire is not great you know running wild in the mountain next to us
0: no i'd be upset or I up like, your I curtains. like i like walking
1: around <laughs> yeah <laughs> in that yeah. mountain up your curtains yeah there you go right out of control yeah that's sex outside right. of god's plan and design that's right
0: so we we, we have to be careful to distinguish that. that the goal here is not to criminalize women for being women and forcing them to carry children it's the destruction of the unborn it's killing an innocent child.
4: Then I'm not a free person. You're because free. Because all the other rights in the Constitution, the right to interstate.
0: Okay, you're free to actually keep your child. Yep. Yeah, you're free to preserve the life of the child.
1: You really don't have to murder your child.
0: But but bodily autonomy, so I love what Jonathan said. He said this actually in his statement, in his testimony, um, for Bill 1079 that all laws in some way regulate bodily autonomy. Yeah. All.
1: you can't steal from right. me, right? I mean, Jonathan went on to yeah. you know say that in his
0: fantastic points, in his testimony. Yeah, yeah. So her idea is like, well, I don't have this freedom. I really want that freedom. And we're like, well, you don't have freedom to drive over a so- sidewalk where a bunch of families are walking, you know, walking with their kids. Right. I don't have that freedom to like you know do whatever I want. All laws somehow provide boundaries and limit freedoms. Right
4: state travel. We require informed consent. We criminalize assault. All of that assumes that I am an autonomous agent and that things done to my body without my consent is a problem. Forced birth.
1: Okay. Criminalized. So yeah, so we agree with that, but it's like her version of I am an autonomous agent. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like you said, yeah, I I would agree. It would seem as though it comes from a perspective of an atheist. Totally. You know, an atheist perspective is an autonomous agent is completely divorced 100% from God therefore what god says doesn't doesn't matter doesn't doesn't apply apply yeah yeah
0: so but then let's so she goes the autonomous agent but watch this pro-life argument you guys thank you jeff durbin for pointing this out constantly watch this watch this pro-life argument
4: it's in the constitution the right to interstate travel we require informed consent we criminalize assault all of that assumes that i am an autonomous agent and that things done to my body without my consent is a problem. Forced birthing goes against the fundamental rights.
0: Okay, listen. Without so my consent. Anything, an assault, right? We're like, yeah, amen. So then you're pro life, right? Don't assault the child's body because that body's not your body. Right. That child also has bodily autonomy, doesn't it?
1: Right, should. Should. Yeah.
0: So your argument's a pro life argument, Morgan it is like so if you want to provide an uphold right she she she's, she get, she's getting ready dude um <laughs> and if you look at Christie's face bro she's just sitting there smiling at her bro uh, <laughs> yeah you could you could you can feel the sarcasm coming out of Christie's face bro oh yeah 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 she has a special look all right
4: marriage is a fundamental right in the Constitution based on the same legal thinking that these are so core to personal decisions that you're not a free American if you cannot make these choices for yourself. No one has the right to impose this. So it is a fundamental right, and underneath it is, I am no longer able to make the same life and health care choices that other people-
1: She said marriage too, right? Mm. Of course, you know where's that getting from? Yeah, you know, you know where she's going with that, yeah. gay marriage.
0: Of course. Well, interesting enough. Or like the
1: San Apology a Gay Mirage. Gay Gay Mirage. Mirage. mirage, (laughs) No, that's a, that's
0: a Doug Wilson thing, dude. Gay Mirage, yeah. Gay Mirage. He's always good for those things, yeah. But I think that, um, I think he's the one that came up with that. But the, okay, so why, why are, um, the idea of homosexual unions, the LGBTQ agenda, in terms of marriage, uh, slow, so, so, so closely connected to the argument for abortion
1: the whole fundamental right thing right so we'd agree yeah marriage is a fundamental god-given right to man
0: i'll just i'll simple i'll simplify it my body my choice and i heard for her to yeah i heard a transgender there's a woman dude not a dude look like a dude but was a woman very much so um trying to argue that very thing uh during the testimony in favor of 1279 Look, if we don't pass this, if we don't move this initiative forward and make this law, this will directly affect, she said, my people. Um, because we won't have the freedoms to do with our bodies what, what we desire. Right. Interesting. How, see how this all like becomes a Pandora's box? You, you open up that one, it's like a pulling thread, right? Yeah, just to be
1: fair, they're just, smart enough to see the connection. There. They recognize that. I wish other Christians... Okay. We're smart enough to see the connections to these things.
0: Yeah. One of the things that you and I say often to people, especially the college students when we're out there talking to them, is we ask a very important question. Can you build a society around this ideology that you're sharing with me right now? Right. And, And what am I pointing to? Genesis chapter one. So you disagree with God's created ordinance, how he's designed things and how he's structured things. You don't believe we're image bearers. We get to come up with a value on our own. You don't believe in, sexual identity based on gender right in terms of you know there's only male and female you don't believe in sexual relationships being prescribed by god only between a male and female in the covenant of marriage okay and then you believe that we can build a society based on whatever you come up with and it work right and then you push them you show them no it won't work ever now, if we allow this to happen, we need to allow this to happen. Let me give a case point example. And
1: real quick, too, for, yeah. you, hold your thought. I'm yeah. like, this is not being pragmatic, by the way. No. Then the you guys listening, you know, whatever works. This is no. pointing to inconsistencies. This is called pushing the antithesis, too, yeah. is what Jeremy's you know yeah. doing. Yeah. Pushing them to be consistent.
0: Right, right. Pushing them to be. So if you created a legal system around your idea of how we ought to live, then what would that, what would society really look like? And I let me give a case in point example. Wonderful conversation between an LGB person. Uh, and in and one who defends LGBTQ plus plus, okay, and the LGB person says uh, any any LGBTQ plus plus is illegitimate. Only LGB people are legitimate. Old school feminists and gays, right? Whoa, there, right? that's really interesting. That's the old school gays. So I got them to fight with each other. It was great. I said okay, uh, LG, and she said the only reason why that she was a lesbian. She said. Uh, at least she was defending lesbians like she was a lesbian. But she said, you know, as one, I think she said it, as as an LGB person, she did say that um, that these other all this is, is allowing a gateway, an excuse to be a pedophile.
1: Trojan horse. It's pedophiles.
0: Yeah. And the other guy, the transgenderism, pedophilia, bro. That's they just want to. That's why they're teaching kids in libraries. That's why they're doing this weird stuff with kids at such a young age. That's why they're cramming down all this education. This is the LGB person saying that. Right. Not a Christian. <laughs> Typically, you hear that kind of stuff from coming from a Christian. Oh, you you crazy fundamentalist Christian. No. And,
1: these, and these days, like you're not gay enough.
0: You're not gay enough. Yeah. You're not gay enough.
1: You're out. We yeah. cancel you. And they're like, man, I'm super gay. Like, I'm so what? gay. Though. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the gayest of gays. And then and it canceled. Yeah. Done. Done. Well, why? Because it's the system collapses upon itself. If you create my, my it's whole cannibalizing point itself, yeah. The whole, and the whole my point to the LGB person was, and it was really interesting. She says, I don't know why people like this. And she's speaking LGBTQ. But she says, I don't know why women like this argue that we're not considered equals in society. We've never been more equal in society in any other period of history. Wow. Yeah. 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 And she she's a pro-abort, but I'm like, okay, abortion. What about the unborn little you know, baby or boy inside the, the womb. Oh, not that. Right. But, but then you go, okay. And that's exploded the whole argument, but was this one of your Twitter debates? Yeah. And I said to her, I said, that's so true. I'm so glad you said that. So LGBTQ plus plus person, do you hear what the LGB person saying? They're saying that this is just a gateway for all kinds of craziness. And what are we seeing right now? The floodgates of (laughs) the floodgates of all kinds of sexual perversions just open up. And I said that when SCOTUS ruled on marriage on this very issue let these people just get married. Why don't you just let love and be love, bro? Come on, man. Why you got to hate on these people who just want to love each other? Well, you they, you they don't get to define love, first of all. God is love. He, he's the one that gets to define love. That's not love, according to what God teaches in Scripture. And I'm not just like being this bigoted Christian, but the LGB person even knows it. Oh, this right. is just a gateway, dude, for pedophilia. And when I said, listen, the same, the LGB person's right. Listen, the same arguments this is my desire, my wants, my needs that it, that are being argued here for why abortion should be legal. My wants, desires, and needs to have a family, all of a sudden a child. I don't have any desire, wants, or needs to have a family. Not a child. I get to discard it. I want to be, you name it, bro, just open up that weirdo box, bro, of, of sexuality. Oh, yeah.
1: and It's going to get perverted.
0: It, it already is. Right. But it's going to get crazy bro, before so. it changes. People will really see, and it'll be too late. It'll be just dis- disgusting, guys. Prepare, prepare yourself. You think it's bad now? Wait, just just look at the landslide from from 2010 to now.
1: Yeah, okay. look, look at a picture of the uh, the meta world of all these weirdos online. <laughs> oh, and, like, it's a super
0: gay, gay yes, flags dude. everywhere.
1: Like, dude, that is what the, that's the kind of world they want to live Bro. in, dude.
0: And and yep, yep. I'm like, nope, not me. It's going to come to the exclusion of others. Yep. And let me say this: that exclusion of others is going to be violent. Oh yeah. And speaking of,
1: about what you were saying, yeah. Tuck, Tucker Carlson. You guys, remember, anybody listening? Yep. Yeah, pull up Tucker Tuck Carlson's recent recent interview. Um, really, really good. And he he hits a nail on the head. At the very end, he goes this, or close to the end, he goes, "What this is? This is an attack on Christianity."
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, we're the we're the chief target. We are the chief
1: target. Yeah. Why? Because we are the ones who are saying, "You can't be happy."
0: No. They, don't, they don't like that. No, yeah. Actually, you can't be happy. You don't get to make laws on your desires. Right. And you don't get to make laws based on, like, a group of people agreeing with you because you have bigger guns. Right. No, that's actually what Scripture teaches. That's sinful. And if you guys know, First John, what is was John? How does he define sin? Sin is... Lawlessness. Lawlessness. Yeah. And you point to him and say, that's lawless. And they go, no, I'm obeying the law. We have When we're preaching the gospel out in front of Planned Parenthood, we're always saying, now, that's lawlessness. And they're like, No. It's totally legal. You know what you're talking about? I'm like, no, 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 no. In the eyes of God, that's sinful, which is lawlessness. God hates it. And you're saying what is good is evil, and what is evil is good. Right. And that's, dude, that is the direction we go every time. You see that all throughout Scripture. That is the pattern when a society basically just gets to open up that Pandora's box of human sexuality and defining what marriage is and what our identities are and what our sexuality is and what marriage looks like. Oh, bro. It gets Sodom and Gomorrah crazy, bro. But yep. it- <laughs> I want to know him. Yeah, right, no, not me, dude. Okay, well, we're, we're gonna kill you. Though. not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're killing you, bro. Okay, Abe.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So anyway, we digress. But let, let's finish this because we got. Uh, we're just over the hour. People
4: will, and it only really criminalizes one gender potentially.
0: Okay, Christy, on the other Mm -hmm. side
2: of this, what does the state GOP do now? You may potentially have a big win on the national (laughs) level, but as you talked about and we talked about, Colorado um, basically enshrined the law to say that women have the right to an abortion Well,
3: sure, and as a woman and a mother, I I was pregnant when I took the bar exam. I know that women can be successful in their careers and be mothers at the same time, and I think it's amazing that now the people can have an honest debate over this issue instead of hearing extremist rhetoric from the Democrats that literally in Colorado Mm -hmm. push abortion until the moment of birth. That is not popular in Colorado. That's not what people want. That's what we have right
1: now. I think the real question of this election,
3: Matt, though, and that what the Republican Party is going to focus on is even Joe Manchin, a Democrat senator, said yesterday the issue of the midterms, the defining issue is going to be inflation, not Roe versus Wade. And the Democrat policies in Colorado have risen inflation to record high levels. Crime is out of the roof. That is what we're talking about. And I think the Democrats, if they latch onto abortion as the issue, they're going to make the same mistake Mark Udall made against Cory Gardner. They're going to find themselves out of a job in November
2: that said though um republicans have used abortion for almost 50 years now to get people to the polls maybe you could say using the presidential election back in uh 2016 they were successful in getting what they've strived for for decades why should Democrats not do it why would they not be successful here?
3: They've pro- and We've proven here in Colorado that when Democrats say abortion is the issue and they ignore the everyday kitchen table issues that families like mine, working families, have to deal with, we are worried about our kids being safe in neighborhoods. We are worried about the prices we're paying at the gas pump thanks to Jared Polis' tax hikes and the Democrats forcing their policies on our families and not listening to us. Um, when they talk about abortion instead, people drown them out. It's tone deaf rhetoric and if that's what they want to, you know, they're welcome to go down that road and they'll find defeat in November. Do
2: you think Democrats will use this come November and should they?
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So...
4: It's interesting to me yeah. that the chair of the Republican Party can talk about inflation and economic issues. And while Democrats are actually addressing affordable housing, living wages, right issues, insurance oversight, Republicans have put abortion at issue. Democrats didn't put this on the issue. Democrats we had the, the right protected here. In the legislature. Republicans were the ones that, were that have, have been pursuing for that. decades, going after eroding fundamental rights and liberties. Should we make it an issue? You bet. The electorate cares about this. Two thirds of the state is strongly pro-choice. And while we will continue to work on issues that are bread and butter issues that help people economically, when you see fringe far out there issues, trying to criminalize women, trying to ban books, and basically trying to blow up copy machines, pretending it's election machines, this is anything but focusing on bread and butter issues. The Republican Party is no longer a party that is focusing on economic issues and, and basically helping regular people. Instead, they are on a social culture war on abortion, on LGBT rights, on trans kids, on banning books. That is what they're actually doing. Well, that's and false. the laws they introduced show taxes that that, that is them. actually in the state of Colorado. Colorado Republicans ran multiple bills to flat out outright criminalize
3: and outlaw abortion. That's what they're doing, okay. not and what they're saying. your party legalized abortion until birth. You and, and the law you just passed in Colorado mm. would actually allow infanticide. It would allow children to be killed, after birth in the hospital. That, that is not extreme. That is not true. We're is not true. Totally true. Your wording crime. is extreme, but it is not true.
2: Okay. We are out of time.
1: People I- just look at the news and look at okay. Maryland, California, these various bills. You yeah, have 28 days afterwards coming from yeah her party. her party. Her party. Her party. These days, yeah. you know what? Thank God for how quick information comes out. Yeah. And we can see these things, man. Yeah.
0: Idea. The idea of, uh, this is from Wikipedia, valid source, bro. Um, So if you want to know, you want to understand where they're getting this idea from, it's really here at the end. Roe v. Wade, at the very end, look at the very end of that, says uh, that the uh, due process clause of the 14th Amendment was the precedent. Due process clause of the 14th Amendment was the precedent to protect a woman's right to choose to have an abortion prior to viability. What is that, you might ask? Well, in the United States, constitutional law A due process clause is found in both the fifth, right? You have the plead to fifth, which we know. Like, we can remain silent, right? People can thank Christians for that. For that, yeah. And also here, bro, that, uh, you know, it prohibits arbitrary deprivation of life, liberty. These are those rights we were talking about, Mike. Or property. Like that? Property. By the government, except as authorized by law. Doesn't make it right. But they're using this clause, to say we have a right to abortion, you can't take this fundamental right away. Well, viability, what is that? Well, let's look here. I have a viability thing up here. Uh, viability, according to them, is uh, a human fetus is able to survive outside the uterus. Fetal viability is generally considered to be between, begin at 23 or 24 weeks of gestational age. So by 23 weeks, 55% of infants survive preterm birth, while approximately 60 to 70 survive. Uh, 24 weeks here is your arbitrary standard of when a person becomes a person absolutely in your face and this is what she's so open fighting the sword.
1: floodgates to kill old people
0: why not right. yeah yeah just yeah. kill them hey they most older elderly people don't survive beyond 80 even somebody who's got an
1: accident and they're relying upon you know yeah. machines for a period of time but yeah. no they're not viable
0: well right yeah Done. i mean they're 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 most so most elderly people don't survive beyond 80 so i think it'd be okay to like you know euthanize them yeah why
1: not Cause they're drawing social security, man. Yeah, bro. They're you know on society.
0: They are totally, and they're yeah. and they're sucking up resources that are limited, as we know. Right. They're ca- they're causing the carbon footprint, dude. You yeah. know. Here we go. Let's just wipe Open those the floodgates. Out. Yeah. So inside that Trojan horse, man, you not only
1: have the petties. Yep. You got the uh, people want to kill old people too.
0: All right. So check this out. <clears throat> check this out. This is from Apologia, and we want to see a biblical response. Let's let's take a look there at it. Our this.
1: boy Evan, post up, post up fourteen, baby. One, one, four, Here we go. That's our click.
0: Listen. Listen. Because every, every, every
5: second counts. Listen, because every second counts. Why is abortion wrong? Abortion isn't wrong because it hurts women. Although it does. Abortion isn't wrong because babies in the womb can feel pain. And abortion isn't wrong because babies have a detectable heartbeat. The reason abortion is wrong is because it's murder. And murder is a violation of the law of God. God commands us in his word in Exodus 20, 13, you shall not murder. Mankind is made in his image. To assault the baby in the womb is to shed innocent blood something that God says He hates in Proverbs chapter 6. Psalm 139 tells us that God knit all of us together in the wombs of our mothers, in the secret place. His eyes saw our unformed substances, and all the days of our lives were written in His book, when as yet there was none of them. Jesus Himself entered the world as a baby, and He did so to save His people from their sins. Galatians 4 tells us that He was born of a woman, born under the law, that he would redeem those under the law and bring about their adoption as sons. And so abortion not only violates the image of God, but also is an assault on Christ himself. Why is abortion wrong? Because God says so. Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: So, yeah, when you think about that, um, and there, there's some other stuff I wanted to share, but, uh, um, Guys, here. Let me let me just put this up real quick. Okay, I looked up the Holocaust Encyclopedia, and I just wanted to see what kind of trends were closely aligned with the rhetoric, with the political movements. Um, what happened in society leading up to the Holocaust? And what were some, maybe what were some things that were in alignment with what we're seeing presently today? I thought it was really interesting. I wanted to know, I'm like, well, the final solution is something that we need to be very familiar with. Uh, It says the term here, the final solution of the Jewish question, was a euphemism used by Nazi Germany's leaders. It referred to the mass murder of European Jews. It brought an end to policies aimed at encouraging or enforcing Jews to leave the German Reich and other parts of Europe, and those policies were replaced by systematic annihilation. Now, interestingly, they bring up this idea of euphemism. Euphemism uh, is an apparently inoffensive word or phrase substituted for one that would be considered offensive or hurtful. It is a nice way of saying something unpleasant. Nazi officials often used euphemisms when speaking about acts of violence and terror and their goal to murder all Jews. For example, the phrase special treatment, or I won't use the German word, uh, was used to refer to killings. Why do I bring this up? Well, look here at the key facts. Point one is, it is unclear when exactly Hitler decided to murder Europe's Jews. The decision was probably made sometime in 1941 with the invasion of the Soviet Union. I read further, and it says that they have no. Any historian that understands what went what went on in the Holocaust wouldn't say that there was one sp- specific moment, but that over time it developed further and further and further. Um, you know, there wasn't one key moment that says, "Yeah, let's the just kill effect. Exactly, yeah. That's um, how it always always happens. And that is exactly how abortion we saw, and we've done previous episodes on this. How abortion was slowly but surely liberalized, and then completely accepted, and then become something that was noted as. A fundamental right. Right. Um on January point two of these key facts, on January twentieth, nineteen forty two, Reinhard Heydrich, the chief Germany's security police, held a secret meeting known as the one, one, one C conference. Is that how you pronounce that? Wannsee conference. Leading police and civilian officials um discuss the continuing implementation of the final solution. This is in forty two. And in point three says the Nazi leaders envisioned killing eleven million Jews as part of the final solution. They succeeded in murdering six million. Now, as we know, insane. What's interesting about the, this history, and you go, look at the Nuremberg Trials and look at what um, what they're being held accountable to, is they had to dehumanize the Jews before making it an acceptable thing to kill them. Let me just point out this real quick. This is an interesting, and I, I encourage you guys to go to go check this uh, site out. Okay, this is interesting to me. Um, Kristallnacht. Okay, on November 9th, through 10th in 1938, Nazi leaders unleashed a series of uh, pogroms against the Jewish population in Germany and recently incorporated territories. This event came to be called Kristallnacht, the Night of Broken Glass, because of the shattered glass that littered the streets after the vandalism and destruction of Jewish-owned businesses, synagogues, and homes. Now, let's look at this real quick. Nazi officials disguised Organized nature of the pogroms, they described actions as justifiable and spontaneous responses of the German population to the assassination of German diplomatic official Ernst von Roth in Paris. This unprecedented violence against the Reich's Jews generated international outrage. Point two. During the pogrom, and let's look at what a pogrom is. Greg asked us earlier, he said, what is a pogrom? Well, it is a Russian word meaning to wreak havoc or demolish violently. Historically, the term refers to violent attacks usually planned by local non-Jewish populations on the Jews. Um, So that uh, during this pogrom, some 30,000 Jewish males were rounded up and taken to concentration camps. And this was the first time Nazi officials made massive arrests of Jews, specifically because they were Jews without any further cause for arrest. And point three, in the aftermath of the Kristallnacht, the Nazi regime ordered a Jewish company to pay... 1 billion Reichsmark community atonement tax and rapidly enacted many anti-jewish laws and edicts so um just think about that you guys uh there's book burning so anything that was jewish oriented at all uh they were they were bringing books bibles were part of that out into the streets destroying them and burning them anything that was considered un-german
1: yep get the commandments out of of the courthouse Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: and so, you know, guys, I want you to think, like, do 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 some research and, and uh, looking into this yourself. I would say, guys, like, we're in an unprecedented time in history in the sense of look at what's happening in our Supreme Court. Look how people are responding to re- Supreme Court decisions. Here we had arguments in Bill 1279 saying this is what the people wanted. and That's how the Supreme Court ruled. Therefore, law of the land. And we're like, hey, the Supreme Court doesn't make laws. They make decisions on laws. Right. Our legislative branch is the one that does that. And what did what did you say? You said this, gosh, a long time ago. You said um, it was Biden's interest to want to codify Roe v. Wade into law, right? What just happened recently?
1: As far as the um, the recent the recent news with the, with the Senate bill, yeah. yeah, yeah. So of course, you know they're trying to rush in there and and you know make this law, especially as the as the um, document is leaked, you know, yeah. regarding regarding the uh, uh, Supreme Court, and by God's grace. 51 to 49, you know, they're not going to push it into law.
0: Yeah. They're trying to codify it. Yep. They're trying to, just like Colorado. And what some of the big arguments for bill 1279 was, well, women are going to lose their rights. And if this, if they decide to overturn Roe v. Wade, basically it's going to be illegal to have an abortion in Colorado. So we need to make it law now just in case that happens. They understand Which, that yeah. it wasn't law.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but
1: even we were, we were giving our testimonies. I think it was a uh, rep Ortiz, right? It was kept referring to, you know, the Supreme Court. Supreme Court, right? It's like okay, you want to use it in your favor, right? When you're trying, when it, it works we, for we, you. What works for you? Yeah. So he's being very
0: pragmatic in terms of his view of it. But yeah, the Supreme Court does not make laws. They don't. So Representative Ortiz, if you're watching this, what do you think of now? How about we get to use your exact same arguments that you were trying to use, which and were James fallacious, argues. to change your view. Okay, the so Supreme Court is now overturning it. And if they do overturn it, will you will you now go back on what you said in favor of Bill 1279 and against Bill 1079? Will you go back? Go back now and say, look, look at Probably the Supreme not. Court. A precedent is now being set by the Supreme Court. Would you would you make the same argument now? No, of course not. You're going to do everything that you can to represent your constituents.
1: Apart from the spirit of God, you know what a lot of people do? You know what they do?
0: Do full destruction. They double down. They double down big time. Right?
1: They double down, man. They do. Yep. At That's this point, point in time, he's gonna be like, "Yep, different argument." Yeah, right. That was the past. This is this is this now.
0: This is now. Yep. But we've made it law here because we knew that those crazy, you know, fundamental ideological judges who believe in the the you know the word uh, and not the spirit of the law are, are the ones who are overturning it. We live in the spirit. They I, they kept they say they kept calling it the progeny of Roe, which means. The ideology, the, the fundamental ideology that was behind Roe that got Roe to be decided upon in the first place. We're, we're of that lineage. Okay, well, you, you're on the wrong side of history, homies. You really are? Yep. Yeah. And and thank you, uh, Christy Burton-Brown. Although we might not agree on all things, uh, you know, as Republicans, we're, we're very thankful that you did make a stand for life. We'd love to encourage you to do so in the future more biblically uh, as you do profess to be a Christian. Um, I think that's really important. But I think that you made very good points. And, I th- and I'm very proud of you. Let me just say that. Um, to make that's a, a public job. stand. Yeah. And, and to really push uh, Morgan back and say, look, these, these shouldn't be fundamental rights. You, you signed into law the destruction of the unborn. And you, just like the Nuremberg trials, <laughs> should be held accountable one day for doing so. Not yep. only, not only should it be criminalized and women should be held accountable and all those involved be held accountable, but how about all those who said, "Hey, we're just following the law," right? Lawmakers, you should be accountable for.
1: Let's that. do like the uh, what is it? The Allies that came in. Oh, we're going to take you into the concentration camp. Yes, and you're going to have to see what's been done here. Take yeah. the Germans in there. Yeah, and blown their minds. Yeah, being crying. Yeah. It's just happening right under your nose. Yeah.
0: And I encourage you to go to check out that Holocaust Encyclopedia, guys. It's in our country. It's ours. It's it's the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum. There's going to be one of these. Where's that? For abortion one day. Uh, inci- just go to Encyclopedia. I visited one out in, in Dallas Yeah, years ago. It's encyclopedia.ushmm.org. So encyclopedia.ushmm.org. OK. And the last thing uh, I want to get out. Um, thanks for hanging so long with us, guys. We're just a little bit over than we wanted to go. Uh, but I think this is such an important topic. We need to jump on this and pounce on it now. Um, we, there was a recent initiative, uh, Initiative 56, that we are trying to get put on the ballot, which has very similar language to, to uh, Dave Williams' Bill 1079. And it's an anti-abortion, um, criminalizing abortion act. It's an initiative. Yes. I just spoke to a gal today, Angela, who says that we have a representative. She's sending me all the information today. I didn't have a chance. I was driving for my kids' track practice on the way over here. I didn't have a chance to look at it. But there is a gentleman here um, that we're we're going to be working on getting petition signatures. We need to get about two hundred thousand here in the state of Colorado in order to get it on the ballot um, before August. So in in the the November elections. Okay. Yeah. So it has to it has to have. We have to get in about two hundred thousand. Uh, signatures to me it's like we can be a hub Uh, churches can actually be a hub where people can actually come do the signatures and also we can get boxes to actually give people the petition um, guides and whatnot and actually take them out and work with it Uh, listen to this here's a tremendous opportunity to just preach the gospel and get petitions that's right (laughs) what a simple thing (laughs) hey are you pro-life yes Ah, praise god sign here you want to have it criminalized in colorado and they go Well, I don't know what I think about that. And then you get a dialogue with fellow Christians. Say why? Why? Come on. And then we take it out to the college campuses. Hey, we want you guys to petition to criminalize abortion in Colorado. You guys want to sign our petition?
1: Oh yeah. Good luck with that
0: one, huh? No, dude. We hate you guys. Matter of fact, we're gonna donate to Planned Parenthood because you're here. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, But dude, we we could use it as a as a tool to evangelize. Oh yeah. And get signatures. We're gonna take it to our neighborhoods. We're gonna take it out. So I told Angela today. Amazing. And what it is, I said, describe to me the language. She said in it, it it doesn't talk anything about abortion at all. It just says killing unborn, unborn children should be illegal. Boom. Fullness, the full extent of the law should be carried out on those who do. Done. Yeah. Done. Not about abortion. It's about killing unborn children. Praise God for that. Straight up. Yeah. Yep. So, Initiative 66. I will get you guys more information. I'll make sure I drop it in the details is below. 66 or 56? Or 56. Initiative yeah. yeah. 66 was the destruction of the Jedi. It was a Freudian slip, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, there it is. So, your um
1: and your ego, dude. They're in, just battling.
0: Initiative, yeah. Initiative 56. Uh, We'll get more information up. We'll probably do, I think maybe next week, maybe we can do something on a segment on it just to kind of describe it, go through it. Um, But I did talk to her in depth about it. And it seems like it's something that we would want to get behind. Look, I'm, I'm anything behind making it illegal. Absolutely. Yeah. And what a tremendous opportunity to use this platform to get the information out there, to get more churches here locally involved, to get more people getting out and doing the petitions and to preach the gospel. Use it as yep. a gospel platform and we hopefully can make a difference in Colorado. So, Amen. Yeah, any last words?
1: We're going to drop those
0: bombs. Dude, those bombs are going to get dropped. Get like, ready, guys. Like You're it's You're going to see some
1: videos, some crazy people.
0: Whoa. Whoa.
1: Whoa. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's getting going. Well, yeah. I Here's, yeah. So here's what I expect. You got to well, drop
1: that chill beat, dude, while we're, yeah. while we're still talking, right? This is my bad,
0: dude. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're exiting out. This is the exit out. Yeah. So I, I just think that, uh, what we'll do is we'll try to model that for you guys. We'll set all the information up. We'll take our video equipment here. We'll take it out on the highways and byways. We'll do some filming of petitioning, and getting signatures in front of grocery stores, and you know, Where'd you be preaching the gospel? You know that's gonna happen. Bombs are gonna get dropped, dude. Oh yeah, that's gonna be great. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to CC, dude. Standard. They're gonna see us out there and be like, sign our petition, dude, to have abortion criminalized. They'll be like, what? Yes, dude. And then we get yep. to preach. We get to share the gospel, go the good news. And see hearts turn and minds change. So
1: That's the plan.
0: Amen. Yeah, but uh thanks guys the for hanging this long. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Uh catch you next time. God bless. Peace.